for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the City of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today, my co-host is Megan Pardue, and it is a beautiful day in Stillwater. Yes, it is. I want to go outside. We should. I wonder if we could tape this outside. Outdoor office? Yeah, and we have some uh, natural sounds as part of the ambiance. But until we get that technology figured out, we are going to be in the office today. So who's our guest today? So today's guest is John Mays, the Fleet Maintenance Superintendent. And John is a new visitor. So let's start with some basic facts about fleet maintenance. Basically, they have 520 vehicles and equipment, and they help a lot of departments, including the fire department, with repairs and maintenance on their vehicles. So it's a busy department because I think there's probably a lot of city vehicles. We'll ask John whenever we bring them on here in a second. So let's just go ahead and do that. Hi, John. Welcome to FYI Stillwater. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, To get you loosened up, because you seem a little stiff, we are going to do a lightning round, and we're going to ask you some random but revealing questions. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. (laughs) All right. He's hesitant. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. All right. So what is one thing we don't know about you? Well, probably uh, that I'm from a large family, and I have uh, three brothers, and six sisters growing up. Oh, my so. goodness. That's a pretty good-sized family. Wow. My father came from a family of six brothers and two sisters. So it's a, diff- if it's, it's a different world when you come from a family that large. Sounds like you were never bored. No. <laughs> I was, now, where, uh, do you, where do you rank in there? I'm second to the youngest. Oh, the baby that everybody picked on? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was pretty. I was young. I had an older brother and a, and a younger brother. So yeah. it was interesting. I've... I was born on my oldest sister's 17th birthday. So. Oh, yeah? So you guys share a birthday? That's <laughs> yeah. Wow. Where, where did you grow up? In Kingfisher, Oklahoma. In King- so. so you haven't traveled too far from home. Oh, no. no. So is everybody still around pretty much? Uh, no. Well, I have uh, one sister that lives in Idaho, and I have three siblings that have passed away. But, yeah. but yeah, other than that, yeah, we're... They're, the rest of them are either in Oklahoma City, Norman, or... But close enough. The Kingfisher, yeah. So, large extended family, no doubt. Yes. 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 All right. I'm totally with you on that. I know <laughs> what that life is like. All right. So, second question. What is your favorite TV show? Well, uh, The Big Bang Theory was before really? it ended uh, last year. So, you a science nerd? Did you identify um, with them? A little bit. I just identify with... Uh, a lot of the humor and yeah. a lot of the day-to-day stuff. My well. brother, that is his show, so he's always quoting it to me. Yeah. And I, I have watched it, so I kind of, I mean, some of the stuff I, I did, I get. Um, I mean, I, I recognize from the show, but it was a funny show. I've seen yeah. that Young Sheldon is now Do you coming in front of uh, things. I watch it, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Do you like it? Yeah, it's it's good too. It's awesome. the good writing, good humor. Yeah, so. I do like to laugh. Yeah, I do too. All right, so third question: What's your favorite place of all the places you've traveled? I think probably in the United States. I haven't traveled much out of the United States, but in the United States, uh, Utah and all the national parks there. There's mm-hmm. so many. Yeah, and, it's gorgeous uh, over there. I love to hike out there, and and I've hiked uh, in Zion to Angels Landing, and that was a oh, yeah? very neat. Wow. So, Beautiful. So about a 2,000-foot elevation mm-hmm. up, so you're you're climbing up all day. Yeah. Oh. Do you go in the summer or the winter? In the spring, early okay. spring, yeah. 
but everything was in bloom that year. It was great. The oh, desert was awesome. in bloom. So. Yeah, that would be lovely. That's what we should do. We'll go do our podcast. Well, hi, can do a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. Um, well, let's move into um, the interview part of our podcast. And so you're in charge of um, responsible for the fleet. So yes. how does one? What was your career path? How did you get to being in the fleet maintenance? Profession. Well, well uh, originally I took auto mechanics in high school because they didn't have the Votex then. Oh, but yeah? They had uh, the auto mechanics program in Kingfisher High School. And I had a really good teacher. I uh, didn't go into mechanics right away. I did mm-hmm. a few other little things, and then uh, I, I started doing some for a place I worked. And uh, and it's kind of moved to this. I moved to the oil field, did mechanic work there, uh-huh. and, and over the years, and when I started here, I had a lot of experience that they wanted at the time. So um, then uh, eventually the uh, superintendents that were over me retired or left or did whatever. Yeah. And so I... You filled the position? I was able to get the position, yes. So the thing that um, kind of strikes me about that type of work is that it is, it's very technical, obviously, but also um, there's a lot of just managing and trying to figure out how to get it all done. Like, how many vehicles are, do you take care of? Uh, we take care of uh, 520 vehicles and pieces of equipment out of, uh, we, I have uh, three shops actually, two shops that do the maintenance and repair and one welding shop. And uh, we also fill in for the fire department that has uh, 32 vehicles, I believe. So you do so. the fire engines, the uh, the trash trucks, police cars? We, yeah, we do everything and from uh, the trash trucks to chainsaws. So wow. We, wow. We maintain everything, so that is awesome. So, uh, so tell tell us about um, you can tell us a little bit about that you had three shops, but what kind of what's a typical day? Walk me through a typical day. Well, I'm usually um, I start out my day at our Third Street shop, and that's mm-hmm. where my my office is at. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a, a supervisor in that shop, mm-hmm. and then I have a supervisor in our shop at 808 East Alcott, and uh, he takes care of that shop. And I usually. I try to get down there every day. I don't always, yeah. but I trust him pretty yeah. well. So, And with computers and all, we can communicate. So that's probably really changed over the years that you've been a mechanic, the technology, the the certification. Can you tell me a bit about that? Oh, yeah. it's It's changed for just office computers. We didn't have a – we had one computer in the shop when I started here. Uh-huh. 31 years ago right and and it was not used really it had a basic function of entering gas tickets Uh that was it (laughs) and uh now we have everyone has computers we have uh notepads for the mechanics to use Mm -hmm. to enter enter their work and uh, keep their time and and track everything we track everything that from on a vehicle yeah uh, by computer with our faster fleet management program that we have and from purchase to sale of the vehicle, everything's so, tracked. So you're basically the same as like a, uh, maybe even larger than like a auto uh, shop that does repairs. Oh, like a Yeah, because we do a lot of different things and we require a lot of different software for mm-hmm. the large trucks require software and and uh, subscriptions. Everything has subscriptions. So yeah. you, used, you used to have to buy it. Now you have to buy it a subscription. Right. And, uh, you pay that every year, so you get 
uh, repair information and details. And So it's working on a fire engine and a uh, police car, is that different than working on like a family sedan? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, uh, and, and as far as maintenance, they're, uh, we consider everything in vehicle equivalents. So yeah. whereas a regular sedan might be one, uh, a police car might be two and a half, consider two and a half vehicles oh, maintenance yeah. and uh, a garbage truck or a fire truck might be considered up to four or five. Because I am not mechanically inclined. Uh, so like if you were changing the oil on a trash truck, is that the same type of that if I take my car in? Oh, there's a, there's a lot of different little systems on the yeah. truck that have to be checked. Uh, the air systems and you have to change air dryers and you have to uh as far as uh the actual oil changing uh the filters are larger it takes more oil takes the transmissions are more complicated so you have a a, just larger for the most part and and uh and and more systems as well so so to do this job you really have to know how to work on such a wide variety of vehicles and equipment like you said all the way from a chainsaw to you know a fire engine yeah that is a it's really interesting yeah and i'm something of a mechanic myself i just recently learned how to change my oil on my honda civic (laughs) so here i am stepping up yeah Yeah. you better watch out i'm coming for fleet maintenance yeah we could use (laughs) you can train her her up yeah yes awesome uh so so we are talking a lot of different uh, equipment over there. So you say that you, you know you got trailers, uh, chainsaws. So all the um, the kind of the mechanical equipment that the city uses. Yes. Uh, uh, I guess the lawn mowers. Everything. Everything. Yeah. So because yep. you got those big lawn mowers with the bat wing looking things. Is that what they're called? Bat. Yeah. 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 They they call them bat wing mowers. That's yeah. what they. <laughs> that's what it looks like to me. Um, so what all needs to go into maintaining something like that? Oh, it's uh, a lot of the same things, but they have a lot of belts. They have hydraulic systems, mm-hmm. and they have electronics. So Do they break easy? They break easy. Yeah. and they, they look they, kind of fragile. Yeah, they, they can be. Uh, we have some pretty good guys running them, and uh, they take care of them. The, the mowing crew is very good at that, so, uh, mm-hmm. and they know to bring them in whenever right. they're broken or... Or call us, and we go out. And so how many mechanics do you have? I have uh, five mechanics and two supervising mechanics mm-hmm. that also do yeah. work as well, and uh, two service attendants that maintain do, do general maintenance, just mm-hmm. changing oil, change yeah. it, fixing tires and flats and all that kind of stuff. And we, then I have two, two parts clerks and, uh, and a welder. So. Um, because one thing I've know, I know that you guys get a lot of uh, certificates of excellence, and you you guys have a lot of uh, credentials. Yeah, we uh, we use the Automotive Service Excellence, mm-hmm. and uh, it's administered uh, through ACT. So they're accepted certifications within the industry, and we uh, we use those for uh, also as part of their their certification based pay. We use skill-based, certification-based pay, mm-hmm. so they once they can show that they have the uh, some skills and certifications, then they can move up. And yeah, so I mean, if you're looking at it you know, from a 
you know, taxpayer that we're paying money for all of this equipment. It's really reassuring that you've got people that know what they're doing, taking care. It's well maintained. It's really expensive. I mean, we have a lot of vehicles. Yeah, we just got a new sweeper in. That was $245,000. So. Wow. The sweepers, I think, are interesting because the first time I, I mean, I had seen them around town, and then when I was working here, I, I did ask somebody, I go, do they really clean the, do they really, like, sweep the streets? And it was really fascinating to find out how effective they were. Oh, yeah. They, they haul a lot of dirt off the streets, the leaves, especially in leaf season, they're really wow. busy. So. Because part of what they're doing is uh, getting stuff off the uh, stormwater drains and, you know, trying to keep those those clean. And at first I was like, I don't think that they're, they're doing what they were supposed to. But when I actually saw how much was dumped out of it, it was it was fascinating. So I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, our streets are filthy. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they would, you would definitely see a difference if they weren't there, so. I need something like that for my house. Yeah. I can just drive around, you know, and not actually have to do anything. I don't think your cats would like that. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. Uh, so is there anything I didn't ask you that you think the uh, our listeners would like to hear about? Because I think, you know, the, you know, it's such a, it's, you know, there's not, it's not a lot of visibility over in the fleet department, however. No. But when you think about all the vehicles, it really is very visible. Yeah, just, just that we work with all the departments and we... Mm-hmm. We try to keep them vehicles so they can do their job. If we don't, right. if we don't do our job, they can't yeah, do theirs. Yeah, because it would so. be terrible for a police officer to be broken down. Oh yeah, and uh, like I need a ride. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are really essential to the functioning of the city. Yeah. Well, I think so. There are a lot of things that can't be done without you. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, even you know. Uh, just making sure that the, that the cars are running and you don't really think about it, but we would be shut down. So many departments would be completely shut down. Uh, I mean, there's, there's inspectors who need their vehicles, the utility uh, department that goes out and does, do you do the electric department's big high rise things, the big uh, lift vehicles and stuff? We maintain the trucks. We actually don't maintain the uh, buckets and, and there's special certifications that, uh, that are required and to be able to work on those, mm-hmm. and uh, we just haven't had the personnel to to do got, that. Like, the hydraulics and, and yeah, and they and it's uh, specialized. Yeah, so specialized much. and uh, a lot of liability. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we have not haven't mm-hmm. done those, and uh, since I've been here, we haven't yeah. done those. We but we do maintain their trucks and mm-hmm. lights and all that kind of yeah. stuff on there, and and the. Uh, that part, just not the beds and the hydraulics on them. So, uh, so anyway, so uh, fleets are really important uh, department. That, mm-hmm. like I said, they keep us running. Yep, very behind the scenes, but nevertheless important. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming by and talking to us and kind of sharing some insight into uh, what it takes to keep the city running. Well, thank you for having me. You bet. We'll bring you back sometime. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you so much, John. Before we go, let's take a look at the mailbox. The city receives questions in a lot of ways, including email, social media, phone calls. Today's question is from Kayla, and it's from uh, an email. I've heard that the airport is starting to charge for parking. Why is this being changed? I like my free parking. We love our free parking, too. Yeah. Don't worry. So, so what's going on here, Megan? Okay, so... 
basically, a couple weeks ago, we did a flash vote survey over paid parking at the Stillwater Regional Airport. And this, this the question specifically said uh, limited paid parking opportunities. Yes. So this was kind of, you know, to gather because our airport director, Paul Priegel, he had had some questions about people wanting covered parking or the possibility of there being, you know, parking improvements done. Valet parking, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And so he wanted to kind of survey, test the waters and see if if that was something people would be willing to pay for. In a limited area. Yes. And proceeds from this payment would actually benefit all Stillwater Regional Airport parking, including the free parking that will remain. Because mm-hmm. so. we've got a graveled parking lot right now um, as well that, that a lot of people are parking on the gravel, which is fine when it's dry, mm-hmm. but if it's wet, it, you know, it's kind of muddy, which you don't want on the, you know, when you're going on your flight or you're coming in late and it's, and it might not be ideal, but, but we're not changing paid, uh, we're not going to a paid parking system. Yes, that, it, that will remain the same. And uh, it's really interesting to look at those survey results. If you want to go look at them, they're at uh, flashboat.com slash stillwater okay. Um, it's interesting to see what everyone requested as improvements mm-hmm. to their parking. There were comments about better lighting and that sort right. of thing. Yeah, uh, it was interesting because you can filter out by different audiences and like uh, women really wanted uh, more lighting, like significantly more of the uh, people who took the survey, more women was wanting lighting. However, the men were really going toward we want more things paved. Uh, there's a lot of there was a lot of suggestions about including uh, improving uh, sidewalks, maybe having covered sidewalks. Uh, but to pay for these things, we might so the thought was is that if we had a limited premium parking area that people would pay for these things, we could do improvements in, in a number of different ways. Uh, but one thing came through loud and clear, and that was what, Megan? Key bar free parking. Yeah, people aren't, they're not kidding around with their free parking. That is one of the things that, uh, that people really like about the uh, Stillwater Regional Airport. So, yes, please be, uh, know that the airport director knows that free parking is important to, to the customers. And uh, he will continue to explore uh, maybe some premium, limited areas that, because there are people that would like to see uh, different kinds of parking uh, that meets their needs. As mm-hmm. well. And we do plan on bringing Paul in pretty soon to mm-hmm. talk about all of these changes and that sort of thing. So be looking out for that podcast episode. Yeah. And if you haven't uh, signed up for FlashVote, this is a great way to uh, a few surveys a year, five questions, a minute of your time, and you can help uh, have a voice in city government. So we, we do encourage people to do that. It's been a, uh, it's really useful to have people, uh, you know, provide us feedback because it, it can change the direction that some of the uh, decision makers may be going. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun to see everyone's responses. It you really, can see all results. So Yeah. And the results are available to everyone who signs up. So I don't have a uh, secret dashboard that I can go see, you know, like (laughs) how did someone vote? Uh, We all get the same information and we have the access to the same information at the same time. So it it really is a transparent uh, process. So anyway, flash vote. uh, If you haven't signed up, do so. For sure. All right. Well, thank you so much for being my co-host today, Thanks for having me, as always. Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater. If you like this episode, help us out and give us a like or share us with your friends. 
If you have a question for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org, and in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI, Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast.